0: Hey everybody, Brandon here from the Better Faster Podcast. Today we're joined by Drs. Kyle Paxson and Ryan Foley of Integrated Kinetic Neurology. That's IKN for short. You'll hear about the development and philosophy of IKN, functional neurology, and the integration of IKN within the biopsychosocial model. This is also an opportunity to plug their upcoming course, The IKN Approach, which we are hosting at Vertex PT Specialist on July 14th and 15th. The link for registrations in the show notes and student discounts are available. Enjoy the episode.
1: Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Brandon and I today are joined by two special guests, Ryan Foley and Kyle Paxson of Integrated Kinetic Neurology. Um, this is an awesome new group uh, with some great content coming your way, specifically July 14th and 15th here in our backyard at Vertex PT. We're so lucky to have you guys, these guys coming to us in July, you got about two months by the time this episode comes out, so make sure you're checking that out. Uh, so Ryan, Kyle, thanks for joining us. How are you guys doing?
2: Really, thanks for having us.
1: Yeah, we're uh, oh, we're so excited to have you on here, guys. Um, yeah. But the this first thing I want to talk about is this new kind of group that you've and this new course there, these courses that you come out uh, you're coming out with. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, can you talk about what you're uh, what you're going to be talking about when you come to Columbia?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Um, so both Kyle and I graduated as a physical therapist. and personally, what I did after I graduated, I, I moved to Manhattan, so I was working actually there in a, in a practice in Wall Street. So I was seeing lots of clients per day as you do in a, in a fast paced physical therapy clinic um and a lot of them would come in with coming from high stressed environments with obviously muscular skeletal issues and i was doing all the conventional stuff that we learned in school and they were getting better after the after the session but they would never continue to see improvements after the session because they go back into their high stress environments and so i started looking at other realms of therapy and and treatment, and, and we kind of both went down this uh, function neurology route, essentially how you can, you can integrate the brain into any kind of rehab setting to really just integrate both things together. Because again, the neurology is really the driver of every other system in the body. So if you can target the brain and integrate the brain with what you do is in a rehab setting, it's going to deepen the change of what you get. Um, so that's, that's really what we're going to be bringing into our courses too, is just teaching physical therapists and any other practitioner how to integrate the brain and the body to achieve better results. Because again, if we if the more layers that we can actually integrate into a session, the more engaged we get the client and the more resources that we can give back to the client to, to better respond to things that we do on top of that then. So then we can go in with the more localized techniques that, that we teach on the course, but also the techniques that you utilize on a day-to-day basis too. So really just integrating the brain and the body into a session that, that makes sense to a client as well. I think I, I'm, I'm sure Kyle can attest to this as well as that we've been on many different neurological courses and, and, and seen some fantastic treatment approaches and, and really kind of strange yet intriguing approaches to helping a client. But what we found is that when we brought those techniques back into our, our day-to-day clinics and we both call them our own cash-based clinics. So again, you're, you're kind of in a position where you really have to prove yourself to, to a client in front of you so that you're going to help them get better. So when we started incorporating all these different techniques that were quite strange, but they still targeted the brain. Um, sometimes clients would respond well, and other times they'd res- they wouldn't respond well and they'd just think it's quite weird. So we, we tried to put together an approach that, that makes sense to the client, that meets them where they are, but still integrates the brain and the body to really kind of get a better response to what you're already doing in, in, in terms of just facilitating more positive change by integrating those different systems together. I'm sure Carl can can kind of continue on with that as well because we've we both seen fantastic results in our own clinic with uh, integrating these techniques.
3: Yeah, I think um, uh, like Ryan said, everyone, no matter what field you're in, whether you're in physical therapy, strength and conditioning, I think you can start to see the writing on the wall at this point that there's so many things moving towards the nervous system as the driver of everything and the brain kind of being at the top of the hierarchy and we wanted to find a way to, to properly harness that and and give people an incredible amount of resources in in one weekend with without having them to take without having them uh, take a bunch of courses before they get to the practical stuff. So we wanted to take as much of our knowledge as possible and jam it all into one course and and jump right into the practical stuff. So so the day after people leave our course they can they can really take it and, and jump right in with clients and start seeing that change right off the bat.
1: Nice. Well, I was actually so excited there, guys, that I didn't even give you a chance to really introduce yourselves before <laughs> I wanted to go into yeah. the topic. So um, I know with Ryan starting there, I know everybody probably uh, caught a hint of your accent, man. Can you tell us a little bit about where you're from, where you're, where you're operating out of, where your clinic is?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm based in, in Waterford in Ireland. Um, I run a, a small cash-based clinic here. Well, um, I graduated um, with Kyle in the, in the States in, a, in the college in New York. And um, after I I graduated, I moved to Manhattan and I started working in a... They came in down there more as I told you, and what what kind of happened with me was that I was working with so many clients throughout the day, and I would see them i wouldn 't really get a chance to spend enough time with them and so one day I had a client that came to see me with um with awful low back pain, and he was a, he was a bodybuilder and he actually was extremely well toned as you as can, can imagine, and his flexibility was amazing but he didn't have any MRI findings to, to indicate that there was something going on within the spine. Had, there, was, there was ridiculous symptoms. There were He had other issues as well. And so I was working with him on a, on a one-to-one basis um, in the clinic for about six about six weeks, and he actually ended up getting getting worse with, with more of the conventional approach that I was using. And so one day he went to see a functional neurologist in Manhattan who actually only just worked through his eyes. And all of a sudden, after two sessions with him, he came back to me and told me that he was pain-free. And I think this was a week and a half of, of therapy with the functional neurologist. And so I said to myself, right, I've got to go in and check out this guy. So I went and chatted him for about three or four weeks. And so that kind of provoked me into going down the neurology route. So then I came back home to Ireland to, to go deeper into neurology, um, studying from different courses. And, and then we were kind of forced, in a way, to just... Take what we've learned on those courses and just make it more simple that that we can actually meet the clients where they are. Because again, it was kind of a big turning point for me to go from the US back to Ireland. Because in Ireland, we're not we're not necessarily behind, but people have a a certain perception of what what physiotherapists do here. We're kind of more seen as almost like a massage therapist in a way, because again, you go to see a physiotherapist here, you point to where you have pain and they dig nice and deeply into it to try and release what's going on there, you know, which really doesn't work for for everyone. But again, that's what people, people have a certain predictive expectation of of what their, what their recovery is going to look like. So if I have a client, if I've got a farmer, say come into me with back pain, I'm not going to go, I go working through his eyes, you know,
1: because
2: he'll walk straight out of the clinic. So I have to find I have to find a way to try and still address the neurological component of what what's bringing him into the clinic, but also address the treatment in a way that meets him where he is, so that we can we can still get a deep change, but then meet him where he is. Obviously, so he's not going to become threatened because in a big part of of working with the neurology is really trying to decrease threat, and we always, I think we always think about. Decreasing threat is as, as working through the tissues to try and reduce any kind of signalization to the brain that might be causing a threat response, or trying to change our our words, trying to change other things as well. But we have to understand that a client's predictive expectation of what their recovery is going to look like is a massive, massive part of of the recovery process. Because if they come to you and you do something completely out of the box that really doesn't fit with their their idea of what it should look like, then that's another threat to the system. You know so. It, there's so many things going on and that's why i think there's so many variables involved with, with trying to help people both improve performance but also get out of pain
0: absolutely i, I totally agree with that and, and it sounds like what you're describing is basically the way that we frame things whenever people come into the clinic and absolutely. you know there really is it's that's crucial that we get patient buy-in and you know i've always felt that it's probably more important that we actually listen to people and that we're effective communicators. And that may even be more important than actually putting hands on a patient. Is is this something that you guys are going to go over on the course when you come in a couple months? Just the communication aspects? Yes. Oh,
2: absolutely. absolutely. So when we, when we talk about neurology, again, there's, there's obviously different kind of paths you're going down to, to explain to a client. But again, we want to make it as simple as possible to a client to meet them where they are. And so with with the IKN approach, we're, we're really trying to start at the most simplistic level so we're working through the body first because that's obviously going to meet the client where they are but we're doing it in a certain way that that has a brain-based approach to it so we're working through different different reflex points in the body we're working through different uh, breathing techniques but we're doing it in a sequence that the brain recognizes on, on a more of a neurological level but it's, it's still working through the body and then from there we kind of layer things over and over and over so we, we try to go deeper and deeper and deeper from the body into the brain by working through different sensory systems. But at, the, at this point, we want to make sure that the client is engaged in the whole process. If, if we find that the client is not really absor- absorbed or engaged in what's going on, we're not really going to see the changes that occur. And that, that comes to, that comes back to obviously having an efficient conversation with the client before the really, to really go through the whole history and find out things in the past that might be changed in the way their body interprets what's going on right now in terms of what kind of sensory stimulation might might the client have a positive response to versus a negative response to all these different things, what kinds of things have they done in the past that they may not have responded to. Because again, if a client went to a manual therapist and they did lots of manual therapy, I'm not going to focus my treatment on manual therapy. And again, it, it, we really try to, to incorporate the biopsychosocial model as well. And so a big part of that is, as I'm sure you know, is understanding that again, each, part of each component of that model really, really matters, but each component will matter more or less to a certain individual depending on where they are in their recovery process. So we always have to meet the client where they are, so we might have to work through the body more so depending on where they are in, the, in their process. We might have to work through... We, we go through different um, techniques on our, on, our, on our approach course that try to change the way a client's nervous system responds to different types of sensory stimulation. might be causing a threat and so if we can prove the way they respond to different types of input and make it make them feel as though it's it's more of a safe stimulation then we can change the output and so that's that's the that's the biggest thing so again we have to layer that up we can't go straight into that
0: no i think that's i think that's really important i mean just just talking about the whole biopsychosocial narrative which is you know so you know prominent in the profession right now. And depending on who you talk to, there's a lot of people that say that the pendulum may have swung too far and that we've completely forgotten about the bio aspect. Um, So it sounds like this is, this is good. I mean, it sounds like we're, you know, going to be covering all three aspects of that, uh, if not more. So uh, I know you mentioned some breathing techniques, um, but can you give us a little bit uh, of an example about you know, what kind of techniques we can expect to learn? I mean, is it, is it manual therapy? Is it exercises? Is it all the above? Like, uh, can you just give us like a quick example of what we might expect? coming
3: up? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think what we try to do from day one is is we kind of outline where we start with each client and, and kind of how we lay layer each thing on top of that. And, and usually that starts with, with that education piece. So we make sure to cover a lot of that because I do think in continuing ed, courses out there they teach you a lot of these techniques and kind of leave the explanation part out of it um so we usually start there and then a lot of a lot of what we do is is a bunch of different types of breathing techniques so um all all with somewhat similar goals just to increase safety to the brain Um, we like to emphasize that breathing is the only thing you you got to do today to get to tomorrow so the brain prioritizes it really at a high level so um, we like to start almost every client on the table with some sort of breathing technique. And then we certainly do work through, like Ryan said, a lot of the reflex points, which are more of a manual technique. Um, and then we we go through um, what we like to call uh, some, some uh, um, brain safety neurobalancing exercises, which is a little more exercise based. We go through a lot of sensory integration, sensory stimulation type stuff, which is um, a little more progressive, but I think that's the part that... Uh, really starts to layer things and get some cool results. And then at the end of the course, a lot of the second day is a lot of really heavy integrating movement because you see a lot of techniques out there that need the client's hands um, to get results. And and that's great initially, but um, you're never going to get any results to stick and you're never going to get any long-term change unless you're getting the patient to move. So we like people to move in a specific way and we we cover a lot of that in, in the second day. So um, I would say it's honestly a, a, a lot of everything. Um, we like to call it four courses in one because the amount of stuff we, we jam into two days is pretty crazy, um, mm-hmm. but, but it, it, it's, it's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's education, there's breathing, there's exercise, there's manual, there's sensory stuff. Um, so we, we like to make sure we're recapping after each piece because it is a lot, but um, that's what we're trying to differentiate ourselves. We wanna give people a lot of tools so when they leave, they feel like they got their value. And they feel like they have a lot more tools in their toolbox and they can utilize different things with different people.
0: That sounds great. So it sounds like it's going to be about like half lecture didactic and half hands-on practical.
3: Yeah, we, we try to break up in, into groups as, as much as we can. We don't really like to hear ourselves talk. We, we do that enough, um, although Ryan's voice is really nice. Um, we uh, we like to break it up. Yeah, exactly. We, we like to that hear,
0: sales courses right there. Yeah, so
3: 100%. We like to bring him on podcast just for that reason. Um, but we, we like to get discussions going because another thing, like we said, even before we jumped on here, we, we think the the continuing ed world needs to get broken up a little bit so many people want to keep information to themselves and think that their technique is the only thing that fixes people so we like to get discussions going about other techniques that people use other techniques that they think would be valuable to combine with this because no one technique is going to fix anyone Um, so so we like to we like to get a lot of discussion going i mean there's a reason we like different types of practitioners. I mean, a lot of the people we see are P- having have our courses are PTs, but we've had personal trainers, massage therapists, chiropractors. So um, we like to get as diverse of a group as possible, and, and it allows for some really really cool uh, discussions and some cool results in the course itself.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I think that's an excellent point about what you just said. I mean, I've I've always felt that people who you know use the terms always and never probably charlatans because it just doesn't work like that in the real world. It, it sells courses, but you have to be careful with people that just solely do con ed and actually don't practice anymore. Cause they're probably either completely out of touch with patient care or might have, you know, different financial motives, something like that. Now you mentioned that you, you said massage therapists, personal trainers, PTs, who else can attend these courses?
3: Uh, chiropractors. I mean, we, so we have, I mean, maybe this is a good time. We have a couple different courses that we offer our two day kind of main courses is our I can approach course. Um, that's definitely tailored more towards the, the healthcare professional, or if you're a personal trainer, at least a personal trainer who really, really wants a deep understanding. We do like to emphasize that if need be, almost all our stuff can be applied hands off, or the, the patient or client can do it to themselves. So it is totally open to personal trainers or people who don't have a license to touch. Um, but the two day course is, is pretty in depth. Um, so that tends to be more of a healthcare professional. Um, we also have a a one-day ICANN performance course, which which takes all our techniques, and we don't ever talk about pain in that course. It's, it's a one-day, eight-hour course that is really heavily movement-based exercises that specifically target the nervous system, and we take everything and talk about how to increase power, strength, flexibility, all that type of stuff. Um, a lot of my background is in strength and conditioning, so we created that course to kind of tailor some of this stuff to that, um, and then we have a third course, which is called Kinetic Flow, which we've tailored more To people who teach more group exercise based programs, yoga instructors, Pilates, personal trainers. um, And and we teach how to teach these techniques in a group based setting because both me and Ryan, with our cash based practices, we run group based exercises um, with these kinetic flow techniques. um, And we've seen some really, really cool (coughs) results. Um, So we kind of have courses that cover everything. We have a course for everyone. Um, the, The course we're bringing to you guys is the two day I Can Approach course. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, but, but if you're interested in learning, um, whether you're just a person who wants to learn more about the body, you're probably going to like the course.
1: No, that's awesome, man. Um, and that, you know, that's a lot of, and like you said, one course already four, basically four courses in one, but then two other ones, y'all have been, it been busy. Cause I know this is a kind of a newer venture for you guys. Um, and I want to kind of talk about, um, actually formulating these courses, uh, cause I know getting into the con ed game can be tough. Uh, so Have you found some, you know, what were the biggest obstacles to kind of getting these courses off the ground? And then were there some things that you didn't expect to have to deal with that kind of created problems along the way?
3: Ryan, you want to start or you want me to
2: go? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're very much so still in our infancy with, with IKN. And I think the biggest obstacle now is really trying to just get people's attention and 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 get their get the information out there without trying to really overwhelm people with with especially with the neurological component because again that can be quite scary for people especially since when we go through pt school we we, we i think people have differing opinions about their their neuros, neuroscience classes in the sense that again it was a lot of. Memorization based off—we memorize all the different tracks that send, send different types of sensory stimulation to the brain, and, and so on. But we we're never really given that practical component, and that's really what we're trying to do with, with all these courses. Even kinetic Flow and the the IKM Performance course, we still talk about the, the the sensory stimulation piece as well, because it's such it's such a missing link. We feel as though in 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 the physical therapy setting and any kind of healthcare setting um but again we emphasize that it has to be done in a simple way um but i think that's that that's really the toughest thing that we find so far is that how how can we get this across to people without overwhelming them too much about the the nervous system because it's difficult to kind of put out posts there on, on instagram too about neurological function and how it how it influences from parts of our, our physiology and, and how we move and how we how we think and how we behave and so on but without trying to to give too much and not, not, we're not trying to say that, we're not trying to give information to people out there online, but we, we don't want to give too much in the sense that we don't kind of tip people over the edge and say, "Right, that might be a bit too much for me, or how can I take this and implement it into my practice? It seems quite different. Um, so it's really just the case of, again, educating people initially about how simple you can make it. And, and that's essentially why we, we created the courses because we, we understand that there's lots of, of fantastic approaches out there that that deal with the neurological components but it's done over the course of a year sometimes with some courses where you're learning the, the, the kind of the, you're memorizing different tracks, you're memorizing different pieces and you don't get the practical stuff until the end. Whereas we want to go straight into the practical component and give people what they need essentially to just explain to their clients about what's going on um, without overwhelming them. Yeah, right. the time, again, you, you have to, you have to, meet the client where they are that's that's just the biggest thing that's that's the biz, biggest obstacle i've found both in clinic and trying to get other practitioners involved this how do you meet the practitioner how do you meet the client where they are to not overwhelm their nervous system too much with too much information and to make them think that right that this is a simple approach that they can implement into their practice even if you're working a fast-paced clinic um we have we have a lot of uh, practitioners that have come to our courses that work with with multiple patients per hour and they can still implement these techniques with with great changes as well because you have to you have to make the complex simple, and again it, it comes into play as well when you're giving clients home exercise programs. You have to make this complex stuff simple so that they can they can reproduce the changes outside of the clinic in their own natural environments, which is which addresses that kind of social social piece of the biopsychosocial model. So again, the same kind of barriers we have with clients are the same kind of barriers that we have with with trying to promote these courses and get people interested in what's going on. I'm sure Carl can add to that.
3: Yeah, I think uh, I think Ryan's on the money with some of it. I, I know I said in the beginning, everyone is kind of seeing the the field shift to the nervous system, driving everything. Um, that being said, it's still at the beginning of that shift. So we are fighting that a little bit. Like Ryan said, in PT school, I mean, um, when I learned about neuro stuff in the beginning of stages in PT school, I thought of strokes and stuff like that. I, I never had any interest in dealing with the, the nervous system. Neuroscience was my maybe my least favorite course in PT school, um, and things have obviously shifted since then. But um, I, think, I think we're fighting that barrier because a lot of the people out there are still in a very traditional mindset, and, and that's great. Those techniques are around because they're useful, but what we're trying to do is, is make those techniques even more effective. And when you can add the brain piece on top of those, that that's what happens. But I think uh, when we, me and Ryan both uh, started here, we're finding that putting the content together was the, the easy part. Um, now getting people interested and, and trusting our brand and trusting us enough to to pay us to come to a course is is pretty difficult. I mean, um, we're, and I understand if I got an email from someone uh, promoting some random course, I probably wouldn't listen either. I got to see that course come across my feed a couple of times, hear about a buddy who took it. And, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to as quickly as possible, build a community of people who have come across it, and and get our name out there, and and have people really understand our vision. And the more people can can understand what we're trying to do, the more they're going to trust us. And I think the more likely they're to jump on board. Um, that being said, we've we've never had anyone who's come to a course that that hasn't gotten something valuable out of it. Whether they're our biggest uh, 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 opposite in 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 mindset at at the course, we. Like we said, we like to have a healthy discussion, and we definitely have people who like to oppose our ideas, but no matter what, when they come out of it, they, they have something that they left positive, so um, that's all we're trying to do. We're, we're we're trying to get the name out there, and um, me and Ryan are both pretty impatient people because uh, we both built our practices here pretty quickly, so um, we're trying to get the show running, but it is certainly difficult. There's a lot of big names out in the Con Ed world, um, and, and we're a small fish right now, but we're trying to climb the ranks here.
1: Yeah, and did you always think that you wanted to do this just you guys, or did you think about you know reaching out to any of those bigger fishes in the con Ed, Ed world and see if they were interested in what you guys were bringing to the table?
3: Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, it, it's certainly in play. I the reason we haven't really approached anyone is I don't know if we're a big fan of like how the con Ed world is even set up right now. So we want to be a little bit of a disruptor, and if we kind of jump in with those bigger fish, I'm nervous that we're going to start to be conformed like them. Um, maybe, maybe as we get bigger, that's an opportunity for us to help be distributed a little bit better um, because right now we're kind of relying on host sites to help get people in the course. Um, but what we found really the most helpful is getting people who are influential in the field um, to buy in with us and, and really help be proponents of us. Uh, the, the Movement Maestro is really on board. She's awesome. Um, I know we talked about her. She loves you guys. Um, so she's been pretty helpful. We're trying to talk to a lot of people who have influence because we know if we can get more people who have a big trusted following and, and they can start to trust us, that's certainly going to help us along here.
0: So mainly just social media has been kind of how you yeah. get the word out?
3: Yeah, yeah, for the most part. I mean, the amount of, the amount of, I, I would bet that someone listening to this podcast has got a message or email from me or Ryan at some point because we have <laughs> done an incredible amount of just kind of boots on the ground marketing, kind of telling people about who we are, but it's, it's a slow organic process. I mean, um, we, like Ryan said, we're in the infancy. Um, as long as we can keep getting consistent content out there, we want to certainly expand the avenues that we're getting content out there. We want to start pushing a little more web-based stuff so we have more access to people, um, all that kind of stuff. We, we know it's a slow process, but um, we're excited about it. I mean, we just want to get new techniques out there to people and and we know if people can get their hands on this stuff, they can help patients um, get better faster. And that's what we're all in the uh, – wow, that was a, a pun. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, we gonna, I mean, that's, that's what, what we're weird. on the field for, right, to, to try that's to help clients. So that's what we're trying to do, get this stuff to as many people as possible.
0: Well, if you got Shantae on your side, that's uh, you're probably yeah. definitely off to a good start we there. Yeah, Shante, yeah, yeah. So great it's having fun. her on. It's
3: awesome.
0: Well, um, just just one other question about those big fish um, that are out there. At any point, did you guys ever um, get any backlash from those big companies? Because oh, you know, yeah. this is actually this is actually something I, I attempted to do several years ago, and and man, I learned that the con Ed world is pretty cutthroat. Man, it, it can be a bit of a hating society. Uh, it seems like people come out of their shells and shit on a colleague the first chance they get if they feel threatened by competition. Is that anything y'all experienced along the way? Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for for sure, we have a. Uh, a lot of stories of people kind of trying to step on us in the early stages, um, whether that's because they're just trying to keep their own market share or whatever. But um, I honestly, I don't care what other people are doing. Um, I think Ryan has the same mentality. We want to make it as all inclusive of a community as possible. I I can't stress enough how how much we enjoy people talking about other courses. And we go to other courses, right? We, it's not like we think this is the only thing that works. We take so many con ed courses. It's insane. So, um, I, I think, uh, the, the big fish don't necessarily like people trying to disrupt and, and teach new techniques to other people who have already taken con ed courses, but, um, we're trying to do our own thing. We, we want to be involved with other con ed courses. We, we are not We don't hate on anyone. We think every technique has its use. So we're trying to be different. Um, Some people don't necessarily like that. Some people don't necessarily like our approach to some things, but, but that's how it is. No, one's going to like everything, but we we know there's a piece for everyone and, and we want to try to continue to change this as we go. So we like the negative feedback. We like anything that people want to tell us that we need to change because it's all important perception um, of all these other practitioners who take the courses is, is, is everything. So, um we're trying to keep that community growing here um and we want to keep it all inclusive
2: um yeah, as much as open. possible yeah. yeah i think there just needs to be a, a universal understanding that again every approach out there has its strong points but every approach out, out there also has its drawbacks once we understand that we we can definitely help each other just to integrate different pieces of, of different approaches to help the client in front of us that's that's our ultimate goal you know, I we, we myself and Kyle have, have taken those really advanced courses and very very advanced information, very advanced techniques. But again, it's not going to meet every single client. And and once we kind of get that across to people, and and work together, like we we love hearing from people integrating different approaches with our approach as well, because again. That's a sign that again we're we're adding more tools to that tool belt in the sense that they can help more clients. Again, when you're when you're stuck on one thing, you can pull something else out and, and see if that works. It's a kind of a, it's a trial and error process, but that's ultimately what helped us create IKN in the sense that like what what works the best because again, being both cash based owners, cash based clinic owners, like we have to find things that work. Rapidly for our clients you know when a client comes to your office they want proof that you're going to help them sometimes they don't care what you use or what kind of techniques you use they just want to know that you can actually help them either improve their performance or help them get out of pain so I think again incorporating as many different techniques and skills as possible is really the key going forward so we all have to be on the same page that but like, maybe a technique might not work for this person but I, um, I can bring this in e- even if there is some kind of barrier to do. we we found that again in, with certain with certain uh practitioners if they're part of a certain course community we found it quite difficult to try and to try and get them on board to speak openly about how because they've come to the courses but it's difficult to try and get them to speak openly about how our approaches as influenced their, their their approach in their clinic so because they might be worried that again they might be seen a bit a little bit differently from the people in their own other community, other continuing education communities, and other course communities. So it's it's difficult in that in that sense. It's a kind of a tightrope you have to walk in, in this kind of world. It's, it's it's quite strange getting into it and, and seeing all those little intricacies that people keep close. To the they keep their their cards very close to their chest when it comes to openly sharing information. It's Very yeah, small. So it's a very close guarded in a, in a sense. Yeah,
3: I think it's tough because healthcare is a field, especially in this rehab world, where I mean we're in this because it's a business, right? I mean so. Obviously, make money, but it's not a field that you can have patents on anything. So, I think that's why everyone is a little bit protective, but um, you got to walk the line. I mean, we're all trying to get to the same goal. So, it's a little bit silly that we're all trying to hold information back from other people when that's just holding the field back as a whole. So, we want to try to disrupt that. Our goal is to get physical therapy to kind of shake this dogmatic um, view that a lot of patients have of it. So, um, we're we're trying to work with as many people as possible we 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 want to keep moving the field forward
0: totally agree and uh you know one of one of bruce lee's favorite uh, famous quotes is my style is an adaptation of all styles and
3: yeah, 100% I think, nice. I think that's
0: yeah it's really important i mean cuz like i said earlier every person that walks through the clinic door is different and we can't just yeah. stick to one particular model especially if the ex- expectation is there we have to be able to adjust on the fly Definitely. so yeah. i like this no, I'm, yeah, I, I think no it's no great. It's
2: going to have like a clear textbook presentation of what you've learned on a course, you know, so okay. it's, it's kind of, it's, it's it's interesting in that sense when you learn something in a course and you learn a specific technique to do this type of client, but a client like that never comes to your office.
3: Yeah. Wait,
1: so, you're telling me everything I learned in school, it's not going to be exactly what I'm learning right now. No, uh, yeah, yeah,
3: exactly.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. and that's, that's kind of one thing I wanted to ask too, from a student perspective, because we do have a fair amount of PT students uh, listening to this. And I know I just finished my second year uh, of school so still a little bit to go and and when you started talking about tracks and all this thing, I'm starting to have nightmares as we just <laughs> finished a lot of that and I'm still still in the yeah. middle of that um, but do you have many uh, students take your courses I know it's sometimes tough for students right now where you know at least for my classmates there they we always talk about you know we're financially right now committing to take another course on top of paying tuition and then well I've already got this stuff to study for do I is it information overload but you know do you have many students take your classes and do you like having students you think it's important for them
3: Oh, yeah. I think uh, so. Um, my, my clinics are based in, in Washington, D.C. metro area, and we've had a couple of courses here, and we've had a, a decent amount of the Marymount students involved. And I love having the students because they're always motivated to learn new stuff. And I think if, back when I was in school, if I could have had some sort of introduction to the practical, functional side of neurology then, man, it would have accelerated the things I was doing pretty drastically. So um, like we said at the beginning, we don't try to make things incredibly complex from an anatomy or, or true um, didactic side of things. So students do really, really well in our course. And uh, we actually have a student discount that's 50% off for any students. So we encourage students to come. Um, we think it, it, it has been a pretty big turning point in some students' educational careers because um, they they start to truly question what's happening. And as a student, that's what you want. When I went through PT school, I was like, okay, this is what you learned. You learned the special test and, and this is what you do. I was never really much into questioning what was happening back then. And I mean, that's what makes you a good clinician. So if you can get uh, an introduction to some different techniques outside of what you're learning and none of this stuff will be on the boards. And, and that's really what school's for to teach you what, how to pass the boards. But um, from, a, from a clinician's standpoint, um, we love having students cause it does give them a little jump start on, on the con ed world and, and getting into some of these newer techniques that you won't learn in school.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm excited. I'll be actually during that time on a rotation in the middle of an eight week rotation. So I'm excited to, I think I'm like, that's almost it's like two or three weeks in. So I'll, I'll actually have a, you know, four or five weeks right after that to hopefully put some of this uh, to use. So it's almost perfect timing. So thank you for coming in July. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no,
3: absolutely. It's going to be hot down there, though,
1: in July. Oh, man, it was 96 high today in Carolina. Yeah. So uh, get ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's,
3: it's coming.
0: Well, Colin Ryan, uh, thank you for your time. This has been a fantastic episode. I'm really looking forward to this course. And before we sign off, can you tell the people where they can find you if they want to look you up?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So um, we we have a couple different avenues. You can certainly go to our website, uh, which is www.ikneurology.com. You can find us on Instagram at Integrated Kinetic Neurology. Um, You can also find us on Facebook, just search Integrated Kinetic Neurology. Um, Any of the above um, if you hit the contact us page on the IK neurology website, um, we're always open to questions. We love fielding questions, whether you want just more questions about what we do, feel free to DM, DM us on Instagram. Um, we'll get back to you, try to get you a good understanding so we can get you into a course and, and try to build this community together.
0: All right, guys.
2: And Ryan, where, to... where
1: about you, Ryan? Where can we find are you? Uh, is the best place to find you also at those, those same sites, that same thing?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, right. you won't find me. Anywhere in Ireland. I'm out in the field somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no,
1: I'm,
2: fair, I'm fairly low-key here in Ireland. You know, it's, it's a small community, but again, it's, it's, it's all about kind of pushing, pushing the missing link forward, and that's what we're trying to do here in Ireland. And, uh, absolutely.
1: Awesome. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> well, if you want us to keep bringing great guests like Kyle and Ryan, go to iTunes and leave us a review. That's what helps us reach more people. And you can find us at betterfasterpodcast.com fast, better or on Instagram, that's at betterfasterpodcast. You can find Josh at CPT underscore strength or me at VertexPT. Have a great week. We'll be back next Monday. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialists. One
3: patient per doctor of physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy
0: ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at VertexPT.